Welcome to episode two of Organize Your Closet and Your Life Will Follow. I am so excited to talk about this topic and this word ikigai, which is a Japanese term referring to your reason for being. And this has come up for me a lot lately, and I'm hoping that just kind of talking to you about my life experience will help even just one person figure out what your purpose might be and what your reason for being could be as well. Loosely following the Ikigai concept, there are some very important questions you must ask yourself first. Let's start with number one. What does the world need from you right now? Number two, what are you good at? Number three, what do you love? Number four, what can you get paid to do? Number five, what is your bliss? And the last one is, what is your ikigai, your reason for being? If you have a minute, grab a piece of paper right now and go ahead and do a brain dump. Brainstorm with yourself and go ahead and write down some answers to these questions. Try not to think too hard and really try to answer them from the heart. Don't worry about time, money, or how hard it might be to do these things. Now, I don't want to confuse asking yourself these questions with setting up New Year's goals because I very much do not really believe in setting up New Year's goals and that can be a different topic but I do feel that they put a lot of pressure on people and you're pressured into something that really hasn't been an intentionally created habit where you can actually do what you say you want to do. Instead, you're kind of pressured and then you go full force for the first four days. Um, Let's say you work out two hours every morning, you wake up at 5 a.m. And then on day six, you are literally sitting on the couch, eating bonbons, watching the Queen's Gambit. On repeat. So... Yes, so I'm not talking about New Year's goals that don't work, that don't last. These are great questions that we really should all ask ourselves periodically. It's just to do a personal check-in with yourself, really only to make sure that you're on the right path to your own bliss, not goals that have been set up by society or rules that society is saying you should follow. So what I want to do is I want to take you back to the ages between 7 and 11, and I want you to try to recall vividly what you did during those years. Think about it. What did you love to do? What brought you pure joy, and what were you naturally good at? When I think back to my time between the ages of 7 and 11, It's actually really simple. I can tell you right now, I absolutely loved straightening. 
every single thing in the house I could get my hands on. I absolutely loved combing the fringe on our huge Afghan rugs that we had in the living room. And funny story, I even kept a wide tooth comb underneath the rug pad for efficiency and two combs actually, one on each end since it was such a huge rug. It basically covered our whole living room. When I lived in Canada, I lived in Ottawa and we had a fairly large house and the rug was gigantic, at least to me at that age, it just seemed so huge and expansive. So it was funny when my parents would have people over for dinner and some of the women would have high heels on and they'd walk past the rug and, you know, um, mess up the fringe. And I was tiny and I'd be hiding like near a couch or near a chair. And as the fringe got messed up, I would run out like one of those tennis ball people that grabbed the tennis ball and I would quickly comb the fringe and run back and just sit. And I'm sure that my dad's professor friends thought that that his child might be a total lunatic. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's just a funny story when I think back of what I did, you know, during that time. So that was one of the things. The other thing was I loved nurturing, bathing, and massaging my little puppy. Her name was Nina, and she was wonderful, and I just loved her. Um, I was also nursemaid to many injured birds. I loved being in the garden and watering all my mom's plants that she had encouraged me to tend to. And it's funny. I mean, does anyone see a pattern here? If you know me, you know it's almost uncanny that I am basically doing all of the exact same things, you know, 46 years later. It's pretty funny. Now, as a professional home organizer, it just makes so much sense to me when I think back at what I did during those years, and it all has just come clear that this is what I was meant to do, even if I'm not doing it right now full-time, I do have a part-time office job that I equally love so, so much, but I'm not doing this full time because it's actually really taxing work. So I am doing my home organizing part time, but I'm loving it. So I'm not getting burnt out and I can continue to do what I love and really help people. And I actually I have a story during a recent organizing session, a dear, dear client of mine, while we were totally doing her house, everything was going great, but she just blurted out to me, she just blurted out as she was going through a box. She said, what is my purpose? Why am I here? And she was actually very emotional. And hearing her say these words in kind of a quiet desperation really just broke my heart. It forced me to go into a heartfelt speech about why she was so important in this world and to list all the amazing things I know to be true about her. I took a few minutes to remind her what she is good at and all the things that she really does love to do. What's sad is that in my experience as a professional home organizer, 80% of my clients actually have no idea why they exist. 
The other sad statistic is that thoughts of suicide and living in perpetual depression and drowning in stuff was their existence. It had been their existence for anywhere from 10 to 30 years. This idea actually really is frightening to me in a way I can't imagine living that way. And one thing that COVID has taught me is that what I do to help people climb out of literally their own man-made gravestone of stuff is much bigger and has more impact than I ever imagined. So I am truly living my own ikigai. And as far as my clients go, you know, I am their cheerleader. I am their motivator. I am their confidant. I help them get out of their own way. And according to some of my clients, I am sometimes their only way out. And again, this is words from my same client who I just spoke about. I very gently, kindly, and with no judgment at all, help them release the death grip they have on things and stuff. And I help them open their hands up to growth, contribution, opportunity, life experiences, and love. I explain very gently that the chaos and busy work they have created is a barrier to do what they were born to do. It's a barrier that keeps them from bringing their personal best to the world. I say that removing all the things forces you to confront your shadows and everything that is holding you back so that you can finally move past them, move forward, and live the life you were meant to live. A life that you have a hand in creating. An exciting life where you are the star of your own show. I now truly understand. I now know that my main purpose is not really the physicality of organizing and moving stuff around from left to right, right to left, putting it into a box or a bag. My main purpose is truly to help people love themselves so fully that they always bring the best version of themselves to their own table. When nobody is around, when you are alone, when you can only answer to yourself and look in the mirror, that is what's most important. How do you feel when you are by yourself, with yourself, and all you have is you? That, to me, is more important than anything. I want to help those who don't understand their own worth. This means they are capable enough and can take control of their own surroundings in such a way that they truly regain control of their own lives. By the way, I very rarely have continuous repeat clients. My goal, honestly, is to teach people not only how to organize, but why they were acting the way they did prior to being organized. I teach people the why because the how can be easily learned by anyone. 
But if you can figure out why you have a certain behavior, that is honestly the key to, I don't even know how to describe it. That is the key to freedom, I guess. I am also here to spread the word on minimalism and have you join me on my own minimalism journey. And I love assisting people in moving towards that so that you can truly live your life to the max. To share in a genuine way that moving towards minimalism will touch upon and change every aspect of your life for the better. I know that it has done so for me. That is my purpose and my promise. It is so much bigger than the money I can make. In fact, it's so important to me that I recently slashed my pricing in half. Rather than charging extra during COVID, like I know a lot of organizers have been doing. Honestly, it's blown me away a couple of people that I've spoken to that are shopping around for organizers. And, you know, I feel that what I'm doing is big. I feel that it's huge. And when it's this big, you can't put a price on it. You know, I'm providing a life-changing service that I want to make accessible to all people. So even though my website might say a certain thing, I pretty much assess the situation I'm in and I just charge on a sliding scale. My reward is honestly seeing the transformation that happens before me. That is a huge reward and it is worth so much more than money. So much more. So anyway, that is my ikigai. I feel like your ikigai doesn't have to be one thing. It can be more than one thing. I truly also love my uh, office job that I'm in right now. And, you know, it's something I really enjoy. I love doing my professional home organizing. I'm still actually studying to become a real estate agent someday. And that is also something I'm very interested in. All of this only to say that there is so much more to ikigai it's not single, it's multidimensional. You can do many things and enjoy all of them. You can do them at different phases of your life. Maybe it makes more sense to do something now and you know, yourself in your 2.0 phase can do something different. All of this just to open up and give everyone permission to do what you love, figure out what that is, and if you can't exactly 100% do what you love, then do it in a way that makes sense to you. Do it in a way where you can still enjoy your job and not hate your 9 to 5 so horribly that you become depressed because you have other things that you're doing on the side that make you feel good. You know, people often ask me why I push myself so hard when I'm on a job. Part of the reason I stay on the job until I can leave with good conscience is because I see what my clients cannot see. I don't see the three-foot-high pile of absolute mess. I see the space that is organized and pleasing with an incredible flow to it. That's all I see, which is why I work anywhere from 10 to 14 hours straight until my clients can see it too. 
I honestly push my clients pretty hard when I'm at their homes. They are working right alongside me. And my purpose occurs when my vision becomes their reality. A very good friend of mine coined a new term, and she calls me the clutter whisperer. And I love it. I am the clutter whisperer. I would like to leave you all with the saying, consume less and live more. As this year comes rapidly to a close, I want to wish you all the very best for this new year, 2021. As Arundhati Roy has stated, this year, 2020, and the pandemic has truly been a portal and we are going through this portal into a new world where we can't do anything the same. Everything has to change. And I want to encourage you to be the change that you want to see, not only in yourself, in the people around you, but also in this world. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Many blessings and love to all of you.